welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 730 Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. That's one word, no spaces. I'm Avery Ames, writer of adult fantasy. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, today we are going to talk about prologues and epilogues. Do you have <laughs> initial thoughts? Some people love them, some hate them, some agents love them and hate them. <laughs> you know, this brings me to a really quick story. Uh, just th- to, to show you like how bad some people can feel about prologues and epilogues. Uh, at, at my writer's thing, and, and I've been given permission to turn this into a t-shirt for our podcast, by the way. <laughs> um, he says, he says, didn't like my pitch? Wait until you see my prologue. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was so good. Like, you know, because there's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, there's such a, um, a stigma like against prologues uh-huh. and epilogues that like people are just like what you know <laughs> I don't you know I can't say I fully understand it um but at the same time like I do um I think go for it you know I think the stigma it. is more against prologues than epilogues um epilogues are kind of their own thing but yeah. I think prologues are the big one yeah Um, and honestly it's it's just because a lot of times they're not always done well or necessary but sometimes they are but because they're not always done well people go into them with kind of a to start off with I think this is gonna be like I'm a dick episode uh because here's the thing like there's just like okay guys guys like there are certain authors from like 50 years ago they like prologues a lot and they have really big ones George R. R. Martin likes prologues like all of these kind of like big people that started a long time ago really like nailed the prologue and they used them all the time and I think that part of what we do is we're like this looks fancy I'm like okay guys like why are we really like really why yeah when we know that people don't there is a lot of people that don't like the prologue why are we even calling it a prologue like I literally like when I wrote my about my first book I didn't call it a prologue but it's a prologue it's not written that it's a prologue and I think it reads really great and I think I want it to be there even now um after all these years but like why why do you have to even fucking label it that like if no one's gonna want to read it like like seriously like why like why the fuck would you even write prologue just write something else like get off your fucking horse for a minute and just write something else like you could literally call it anything like just uh, enter the woods or whatever like no one's gonna know it's a fucking prologue like why do you have to call it that like what like I just, I don't even get it. Like, I understand that prologues are like supposed to do a certain thing, but like, I have a serious rant about these people like, no one wants to read my prologue. And it's like, don't call a prologue. (laughs) I will say. I don't fucking know. Like, fool them. Fool them into it. That's fine. (laughs) I I am going to do a slight counterpoint here. um, Because I did do a prologue in Campiare and I... I debated. I took it out. I put it in. I took it out. I put it in. I took it out. I put it in. 
so many times. Um, and here's the deal when you're querying, just take it out. And then later you can make a case for putting it back in. Um, but if you're querying, you never know which agents are going to like have a knee jerk reaction to prologue. So just take it out and then later you can talk about it. Um, but for or me, if you like it as your story, like just change the type, like you don't have to call yeah. it a prologue. You can call it I had else. a prologue in mine and I would have been really upset had I not queried it with that prologue because it yeah. was, I loved it and it needed to be there. And I just called it something else and no one ever knew it was a prologue. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, and that's fine. You can call it something else. I will say, don't always call it chapter one. No. Um, because it may not be chapter one. And I actually like your idea. I should probably have done that, but it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of want to go over like the reasons I eventually decided to keep it in um, and why, like what a prologue should do and shouldn't do. Uh, because a lot of times a prologue is there to give backstory that mm -hmm. I think could be integrated better into the story, especially in speculative, especially in fantasy, especially in epic fantasy. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of times it's like, here's some history. And I'm like, sprinkle that in later. Um, the reason mine existed was because the opening, the book starts very like, I don't want to say happy, but it's like very like more light and then gets darker as it goes. And I wanted the prologue to be like a foreshadowing that this is going to become darker. So the prologue is there for tone and it's very short. Um, I kept it short and sweet, but it's there to be like kind of sinister. And then it goes into this like everyday kind of incident that happens that's a little less ominous. And so I think putting a prologue in for like foreshadowing or tone or promises can be a little more effective than just having one to give backstory or history. Yes, I agree. If your prologue is there to make a promise, you're probably doing the right thing. Um, and, and that's like kind of, kind of what mine did too, um, because mine took place on earth and the first chapter took place on the magical in the magical aspect of the book, but the first three or four chapters in my book were on earth, like in a normal, in a normal, in a normal society. But, but, you know, I had to lay down, like there, there is a promise that there is stuff going on here. That's got magic in it. And it's very important, yes. but I was not, what I did not do was sit there and grandstand with a bunch of information about my world and what what the yes. what the island was and like what the magic was and what the deep the deep meanings of it all were like I didn't go into the guy who had forged the sword who had built the gate who had <laughs> opened the clouds and <laughs> and put people there and and they were there and they were prosperous and they did not like other people I didn't do that that's mm -hmm. that's grandstanding a bunch of uh, mm -hmm. exposition yeah. up front and it looks it looked really good back in the day when no one wrote fantasy and it doesn't look good anymore um, yeah. because a whole bunch of people write fantasy and we know like, <laughs> we think... know that it's super deep and super serious and there's an epic sword <laughs> but like you don't have to put that in anymore like you don't I think your prologue should not be answering questions that haven't been raised yet yes I have so no, that's a good way to put it. Shit. Yeah, if your prologue is saying, here's why all this is the way it is, you've kind of actually sapped some of the tension out of the book. Yes. Oh, that's such a good way. You want, yeah, you want people to ask later, like, 
you want to start seeding this information in and having them go, well, why, who, who did make the sword? Why is the sword important? Exactly. But if in chat page one, you're like, here's why the sword's important. You've, you've sucked out all that tension. Yes. So such really, a good way to put it. <laughs> I'm a genius. Ah, um, yeah. I do think it's just worth just exploring why you made a prologue and if it's for informational reasons then maybe look at spreading that throughout the book if it's for tone or promises um then that's probably a pretty good reason um yeah yes that's basically my thoughts on prologues (laughs) i have to i have to agree that yes and if you have one if you have one that does all the right things, as far as you know, just you don't have to put the word prologue there. Mm-hmm. I like rename uh, it <laughs> in my in my current book. You know, I have a character who says a certain thing a lot, and I actually have that certain thing he says at the top of the first parallel, which is kind of a prologue, kind of not. And but in the books that I've had that actually have prologues, like I just. I just named the title. I, I named yeah. the chapter. Um, and then that's went on really to say genius. Chapter... Yeah. It's sneaky, Let's... but genius. Just name the fucking chapter. They'll never know it was a prologue. Not until yeah. they've already requested the next chapter. <laughs> <Mwah>. <laughs> Which whatever, they've already read it. They're not going to get, they're not just, just, but don't grandstand exposition up yeah. front or answer questions. I love that. If it's answering questions that haven't been asked yet, it's you're doing it wrong. It, yeah. yeah, that's perfect. As far as epilogues, um, I think it depends on the story. It depends on the size of your story and the breadth of your story. And um, I have, a, again, personal experience with this, which is that the book that I am just now wrapping up revisions on did not have an epilogue. It just ended. And I, one of the common responses I got from beta readers was I want more I need to know how this played out in the long run um and it just kind of depends on the emotional closure of the actual end of your story and in my case there was like a time break before you really see how it all played out it's like a year later so in that case it feels like an epilogue instead of a final chapter because there is a time skip um but I think the epilogue sometimes can be just, it's, it's like getting the literary version of the bends. Like if the story ends and you come up for air too fast, you're like, whoa. So the epilogue can kind of like ease you back into the real world a little bit. Yeah. If it's, but it's, it's that, how do, how do you know if an epilogue is necessary? I, you know, I think it's really hard to tell because like, and I had this problem on the last book I finished. Uh, it was like, okay, so the book, The Giver, um, mm-hmm. it's very big. Um, most of you have probably yeah. read it. If not, then you should. Um, it, it just cuts off at the end and it leaves the, the what happens to the protagonist very ambiguous is yes. the word I'm looking for. Yes. It, it, it makes it so that you like, don't really know what happened. However, uh, and sometimes people can not like this, yeah. but in this instance, and, and, in, and in many instances, sometimes it's better um, that the reader can decide because that particular protagonist and the particular character that's working with him, you are very attached to him. Yeah. And you like, 
if if the author were to end it the way they wanted that character to you know end you might not have liked it and to keep it ambiguous keeps it um interesting keeps you asking questions even after the book is done which is always good yeah you know, book clubs love that um <laughs> something that keeps you thinking and wondering and pondering and just really letting it sit with you that can be good but you also you know with a book that does need an epilogue you're you're making sure that you're writing it because you know that the audience is not going to want to make that shit up on their own like yeah and sometimes it's really hard to tell if you should do it or not and I don't know that I've actually figured it out yet um, yeah I will honestly. say just to mention another book that has an ambiguous ending well I, actually I don't know if I should mention it um because I don't know if it's a spoiler that it has an ambiguous ending so maybe I won't mention it um but I will I will mention why the ambiguous ending is important because it depends on the tone of your book um if your book has kind of like an unease to it or a like more literary more almost darker tone mm-hmm. um leaving that ambiguous ending can help reinforce those themes and those tones because it's leaving kind of that up to the reader to to determine what those themes meant and how they think it would play out whereas adding an epilogue to a book that feels like it has pretty much a conclusion um the biggest epilogue i can think of right now that made me that made me go yes i wanted this epilogue is um i know it's a series you haven't read but it's the um grishaverse trilogy the shadow and bone trilogy um it's a YA trilogy, but it, it's very epic. It's very, it has some dark moments. The characters go through hell, people die, terrible things happen. And the book ends and the, the epilogue is like the, the years, it's, it's over the years afterwards of what happens to the characters. And you want that because the characters went through so much hell and it's in this YA space. It's very kind of fairy tale. And you need to know in this particular genre that everything came out okay. The characters got what they wanted because it's it's got that that style. It's it's not 100% a fairy tale, but it's it's in that space. And so you yeah. need that like happily ever after at the end because it did go so dark partway through yeah. that you want that ha- that earned happy ending. And and I cried. I cried. Listen, yeah. I, I listened and, and, to the audiobook and I was like tears streaming down my face. Yeah. Happy tears for these and, characters and, because they earned that epilogue. We have yeah, and we're running very short on time, but okay. I do want to say that in that epic sense, I did I typically think epilogues are kind of necessary. If you've read yeah. a huge book, yes. Um, but I will also say that the books that I have read that are not epics. Um, uh, like almost hundred percent of the time, I wish the epilogue hadn't been there, been there. Yeah. Um, but usually in an epic book, I will always like the pro, uh, yeah. I'll always like the epilogue. So I mean, length is a factor. Like thought. the length of the story is a factor. Yeah. So food for thought there. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounds like we're running up on time and that's, that's basically my thoughts on prologues and epilogues. Any final thoughts or are you? Nope. I'm good. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's our episode. Uh, every other Friday, you can join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for the live stream. And to see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links or information.
Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening.